Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. I'm going to preface this by saying that I understand that speaking of yesterday's college football playoff decision, coming from me, a Florida State alum, proud class of 2002, uh, is going to feel a little homerish to people. Um, now, I will also say this. I will make the claim that just because you have a vested interest in something does not mean that you are wrong. Yes, and let me, with all my relational capital I've built up with our viewers in these recent weeks, say that you objectively are one of the smartest and most reasonable sports people I've ever known. Yes. So, yes, like you feel something about this that everyone doesn't. Mm-hmm. But the fact that this was an injustice is objectively true. Yes. So, and I'll say this. So the cure of that, and I'll tell you, what you need to do to get to my point is you need to cover your favorite childhood sports team day in and day out and then see why they don't make you as happy as they did when you were a child. And that's what happened when I... I covered the Cowboys. Now, I'm still a huge Cowboys fan. Garrett will tell you, huge Cowboys Mm -hmm. fan. But of Cowboy fans on earth, I don't think there's one that's maybe more objective than I am because I've I've been allowed to the good graciousness of the Cowboys, (laughs) like they are very gracious, to to see behind the curtain and cover the team. Yeah. So now I kind of understand how it works and why they make decisions they do and why things come down. So – you know, when people kind of give me the sunshine pumping, I'm like, look, that's not really how it's going to work there. It's not how it's going to work there ever. So, you know, you just kind of have to hope for something else, you know? And so that's how I've gotten to this point. As a matter of fact, the last time I went to an FSU game with my friends was in 2012, and it was against Clemson. And uh, FSU won the game, but in the first half, they're like, hey, are you happy to be here? Because you're just kind of watching quietly. I'm like... Well, I mean, that's how I have to watch all games. It's just, you know, you make quiet observations in the press box and you don't do anything. Yeah, so I had been seven years in the business at that point and I would, had, you know, just learned how to like divorce my emotions from it. And you put them in a box and then you scream into the void later. Well, welcome to the void, people. <laughs> <laughs> We're in it now. And I, uh, I can tell you that 
I went to bed, even though a lot of my friends were telling me, like, we're going to get screwed, we're going to get screwed. And I was like, look, there's just no precedent for that. Like, they're just going to have to tell one of the two teams, Alabama and Texas, and probably Alabama, and it's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard talk. Yeah. We have to have hard talks in the world. Yeah, things and are And say, listen, Alabama, most years you'd be incredibly deserving of this. You've got these five great wins, including a win over the number one ranked team in the country. Um in the, in the title game, you've got the conference championship, but we have teams, five teams that deserve to be here, and we can only take four. And one of those four teams beat you, so we can't take them over yeah. you. And in spite of the fact that the other team uh, didn't beat you or didn't play you, they've won all their games. And yes, their star quarterback is out, but miraculously – through coaching gumption and the will of the players, found a way to yeah. win two games. A rivalry game on the road that historically is never a blowout. Right. And the conference championship game with a true freshman third-string quarterback who didn't know his asshole from his elbow because he was so scared. I've wondered what we can say here. And by we, I mean Paul. Yeah, yeah. Now I know at least a hole is on the table. Yeah. Okay. So, and I'm not knocking Brock Glenn, but I'm telling you that three full practices, even part of that not knowing if you're going to be the starter or if Rodemaker is going to be, mm -hmm. is not a fair gauge on a kid's entire career. Right. Um, nor is it fair to say to the coaches, the players, particularly Tate Rodemaker and Brock Glenn. Listen, I know that you guys were part of this team that earned their way to 13-0 and and fought and did that. But you'll be boring on TV, and we're afraid of Premier Sankey, so we're not going to – we're not going to let you do it because you, you might be – you might, you might, you might not win the game. Right. It's not even a mortal lock. It's not like, oh, we put you in and you're going to lose. Because there is precedent for a third-string quarterback winning a national championship. I get that that, what, 12, 14 Ohio State team? 14 Ohio State. Okay. Maybe a little different. But I've, I've, seen the argument, the thing, I've seen the argument made like someone said, oh, well, they won that Big Ten title game that year 59 to nothing. But who did they play? Did they play Iowa? Or did they Wisconsin. Play? Wisconsin. Okay. Wisconsin. So that – that division is literally O for the history of the Big Ten Championship. <laughs> yes. So that team doesn't get, act like, by blowing out a bad team, they're, even they're not a good precedent for what no, has and, been and, done to and Florida And I'll tell you State. this, uh, and Garrett, you can jump in here if you like, mm -hmm. but in 2014, if the transfer portal exists, there's no way Cardell Jones is even on campus. No, he's gone somewhere. At Iowa, Ohio State. Yeah. There's no way. So that was also a, like, yes, it's a different era, but like, so give Florida State some credit for having enough guys who could win some games on the roster in a time where, you know, yeah. like sometimes that is the, the situation where it's like you have a star and you have a bunch of freshmen. So um, because the, the guy who is the upperclassman that's the backup, he went like – he went to Purdue because he can start there. Yeah. Like, that's just how it goes. So there are so many things. And there's, look, Alabama won, uh, I believe, two of their titles without the same starting quarterback that finished the season. And, you know, like, there's, there is precedent for all this except for the only thing, like, there were two unprecedented things that, that had never happened in the playoff. And they were going to have to choose between one of them. The SEC. One, the SEC has always made it. 
And two, they've never left an undefeated Power 5 team out. And when it came down to that choice about the eye test and all that, they chose Kim Jong Sankey <laughs> and the SEC. And none of us should have really been that surprised. No, I wasn't. Because Bill Hancock, the mouthpiece of this and the head lobbyist of this, said. It's never been about the four most deserving. It's been about the four best. Well, actually, it's always been about the four most deserving. But the minute that Jordan Travis broke his leg, the minute, I mean, literally the minute it happened, you looked like you go down Twitter, you watch any, like any channel that had college football on, ESPN, Fox, NBC, CBS. They're all bringing it up that this could affect Florida State's placing in the championship game. And they still had two games to play. They hadn't even seen Tate Rodemaker play against anybody but North Alabama, and he played really well against North Alabama. Obviously, he should. Yeah. But, like, they'd only seen Tate Rodemaker then. So they'd already made up that, like, the minds had already been made up. And from the minute he broke his leg, the SEC machine was out there doing its thing. Now, I do not begrudge them that because that is their job. Who I do begrudge in this is Jim Phillips in the ACC, who, and I don't completely blame them for this, thought, well, as long as they win, they're going to be in, and they can figure out the rest on the back end. So he never thought he had to say anything other than, well, if they win, I mean, like, they're 13-0, and 0, what are we even talking about? Because that's the right thought to have. Yes, okay, so let me I, – I have, I have questions I want to ask you. Yeah. Like, I want to – I don't have any type of counseling degree, but yeah. I'm going to give you the next 48 minutes. I want yeah. to ask you questions. I want to let we, you be unhinged. I'm, I'm going to tell you, we might take a break today. That's fine. <laughs> okay, we well, take a break. okay, well, just FYI. I, I may, we may need to do a single shot because I got to pee in a second. Okay. But, okay. We'll take it. We'll take a break then. Okay. Here's my, here's my only thing I'm going to insert. I think college football sucks except for the time that the ball is snapped to the end of the play, the play on the field. I love it. I love, I love watching guys compete. I think everything else that surrounds college football sucks. I think this is the worst time of year because it immediately becomes lobbying for your team. That, that, that the ACC commissioner should even have to craft a compelling argument that his undefeated Power 5 champ should be in. That should not happen. I think that the slow descent into what college football is, I'm not even talking about NIL. I'm not talking about paying players. Great. Do it. But what this is, and maybe this is what it's always been, and I'm just 45 and I finally realize it, is that 12 people run the world. Yeah. And the subjectivity of everything from the conference pride era, I think it's so stupid. I think SEC, I, I, we're, we're a part of the SEC. We're so excited. I think that's so stupid. I think Big 12 pride is stupid. I think The Undertaker handing out championship belts is stupid. I think... The crap that surrounds college football, and this is pinnacle peak stuff I'm talking about, sucks because we're not even talking about football. We're talking no. about the subjectivity of it all. And one of these articles says Alabama is undoubtedly the most talented team. Well, that's based on 247 rankings of five and four stars, which are all subjective. It's all just people getting in a room to decide who's the best team. I hate it. It's stupid. I love and when the ball is snapped and when the plays are happening, but everything else just pisses me off what, about it. What other sport does this? 
And like, it, it's they've taken football and then they they've taken like, okay, you know what we don't like about football is where they play it out on the field. We don't yeah. do that. We're gonna throw the like figure skating and gymnastics rules into this where yeah. we're gonna sit around the table and everybody hold up a number. Yeah, you know, and that's that's not. Um, and I get like sometimes you have to get like when you have taking Florida State out of the the equation here, the argument should have been between Alabama and Texas, right? Because you have five conference champions in the power five. That's who runs this thing. And I'm sorry to Liberty and I'm especially sorry to SMU. Um, SMU got the revert, like SMU got the reverse of this. Liberty got in according to Boo Corgan because they just continue to win. So that's why they got to be the G five team in the new year six bowl, as opposed to SMU, who's probably better, yeah. which SMU is the Alabama in this situation and Liberty would be the Florida state. Well, the logic made it for Liberty, but not for Florida state. It well, like, I mean, SMU also lost their quarterback. So there's the, the, yes. the common denominator. Yeah. Preston Stone snapped his leg. I'm telling you, we, we're all, we're all buffoons because we all think, no, it's so they're, they're going to get it right. the, Justice will prevail, and it never does. We know that. I, I can't go back and pinpoint when this all started, but I know that when I was growing up, it was the old bowl system, yeah. and that seems preferable now. That seems preferable that Florida State would go to the Orange Bowl and play, who do they typically, the Big 8 champ? Uh, Big 8. The No, that's who they would typically play, right? Yeah. ACC and Big 8 would play. Well, the Big 8's over. But I know, no, no. I know, yeah. but I'm playing when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, Big 8, yeah. Yeah, so they'd go play Oklahoma or Nebraska yeah. in the Orange Bowl, and then Texas would go play in the Notre Bowl. Dame in the Cotton Bowl, and then at the end we'd all vote. That seems preferable right now to the garbage that we got yesterday. Well, I mean, because at least then, like, there's there's more people in the room, right? And yeah. there's more opinions and more people be like, I don't know, guys. I mean, like, at no point did – and that's why that's why it feels like the SEC is, is driving the ship more than it absolutely should be here. It, and It feels like it is or it, it absolutely it, is. It, it, I mean, like – It is. It, it is. Right? Yeah. I'm, you, like, you I'm, more... I'm, I'm trying to stop it, like, like making a flat-out accusation that I can't totally prove, but – I mean, to me, it came down to, are we really going to have the SEC out of this thing? And nobody in the room was like, well, is that so bad? Yeah, Greg Sankey said last week, excuse me, Kim Jong Sankey, <laughs> said last week, we're not living, I'll paraphrase, that not having them in is not living in the real world. He said to leave them out is just not acknowledging the real world, that they're the best, and all the teams that they've beat are the best. But again, I think we've just been told that. Like, yeah. by this new world order of college football that's yes. just told us, no, they're the best. And there is data that says their record outside of playing each other was a losing record this year. Mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to okay. say they suck, Here's, right? Here, let, me, let me tell you some of that data. you know who the best SEC non-conference win was this year? <sighs> I don't. The highest-ranked non-conference win. Kentucky beat Louisville two okay. weeks ago. Okay. Okay. Do you know uh, what just happened to Louisville? They lost to Florida State. Yes. With their third-string quarterback. With their third-string quarterback, and Florida State held Louisville to 2.7 yards per, per play. Yeah. Um, that's championship-level defense. Yes. So one of your mediocre teams beat the ACC's second-best team. Yeah. Then a team that's already beaten two of your teams, Florida State, who beat LSU at the beginning of the year, and Florida at the end, bookended it with SEC wins, then shredded that team. Mm-hmm. And didn't let the, like they did not pee a drop against Florida State. And I love, 
I love that phrase, by the way. <laughs> they did not, especially given your situation right now. Well, but, I was told that so many times as a basketball player. Yeah. God, Almond, you hadn't peed a drop. Sit down. <laughs> but they didn't do that. And so it is, it's just, we're going to go through it in the next segment. You've got a lot of stuff that you're going to, you're going to throw at me and yes. I'm going to rebut. Yeah. I'd and, like to read you some stuff. Can I ask of the three people in the room, I am the dumbest Co- well, person, but the dumbest college football person. Garrett, what do you, what do you think about this whole deal? Do you I, I what you saw yesterday and what you've heard in the last and, twenty and, minutes? And let me preface this: this is an SEC I'm guy here. SEC guy. I, I personally looked at this where I thought you could make an argument for Washington or Michigan be number one. Okay, then let that settle out. So you have one or two is set. Texas gets in at three. I thought Florida State should have been in at four. And the, my logic behind that is not only is Texas, I mean, Florida State an undefeated team who won their conference, but if you look at it, Texas technically won the Big 12 in the SEC, right? They went into Tuscaloosa yeah. and beat the SEC champ, plus they won the Big 12. So to me, that cleared out the SEC, and you have four teams who won their conference, some that are undefeated, playing in the championship, and that's what it should have been. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's pretty simple, like, you know, and there are many years where Alabama has the argument to be in, except for, you know, the 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 weird wheels of fate that have spun and, and converged here. Yeah. This is the this is the exact scenario which you'd be like, well, I guess you don't get in. Yeah. Because all right, um, you know, you just beat Georgia. They're not the chance. So they're out of it. Just like Michigan just beat Ohio State because if Georgia had an argument, then Ohio State would have been like, hey, mm-hmm. uh, what about us? Yeah. You know, so they're, you're automatically taking Georgia and Ohio State out of this because they've got that loss. They're not conference champions. We have five power five conference champions to choose from. Mm-hmm. Only a game separates their records. You know, we have three 13-0 teams and two 12-1 teams. So we're going to have to get down to it. All right, well, um, you know – Yes, the quarterback of the of the third, you know, 13-0 team has been out, but they've won those two games. So, you know, they're they're in because they've they've earned their way in. And and you know, we don't know what's gonna happen a month from now. So so they're in. Well, Texas and Alabama, let's let's break down, you know, what had happened. Well, oh damn. Texas is the other team that's sitting there. Yeah. And they're the ones that beat you. So we gotta take them. I'm sorry, like this is the scenario, like. If you painted the doomsday scenario for you not to get in at 12 and one in the playoff, you know, and I, I, I thought this is, this is an emotional thing I'll say, but I do think it, it's kind of silly because they could have avoided all this. Boo Corrigan and everybody who's like, oh, my heart goes out to Florida State and those players. I mean, you have to disappoint somebody. Would their heart have gone out to Alabama? No. 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 And, and again, but th- th- this again is what's ruining it. Yeah. For people like me, who I went to a Division three school, I don't have a school that I just ride or die with. There was a time in my life where I just flat out enjoyed college football in all that it was. And what has been done to the sport in a number of ways has ruined it for me. And it's it's this kind of nonsense where power is so consolidated that literally. no one else matters. Like you're literally saying, I'm not even saying one conference is superior or one. It's they don't matter. It's this game doesn't matter, right? Like we sat here and we talked about the Florida State LSU game. And now in retrospect, that game didn't matter. The regular season does not matter at all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Because whatever that room full of people, whatever outcome they want, 
they are going to craft the argument to defend that. Okay, and what was the argument against? You mentioned the regular season doesn't matter. They want to make the games matter more. That's why they didn't expand the playoff, right? right. It would hurt the regular the integrity season. Of the regular it would hurt season. the integrity of the regular season. What did they just do? They, they just, hurt the integrity of the regular season. Yeah. They, so there is a so this is a theological term. So allow me to get theological. There's two ways to read your Bible. You can read it and just believe what it says, or you can go in with an idea that says, This is what I believe. I'm going to read this passage and make it affirm what I believe. Yeah. It's called eisegesis. Yeah. This committee, they make a decision. And then they go and look at the data and say, we're going to make this data affirm our decision, yeah. not vice versa. Yeah. It's a joke, but it's such a, it's a trillion dollar industry and no one's going to change it because the rich keep getting richer, right? Yeah. The blue bloods are going to protect the blue bloods and this is how they do okay. it. And here's the other thing that's even in that argument. Florida, Florida State's, State's a blue, blue blood. blood. I know. And then but, you find out. Okay, like, but do you understand? Now, you're not even the bluest of the blue. No. Because you're not in the SEC, no, which is stupid. Yeah, which accelerates the destruction of the ACC because Florida State and Clemson and North Carolina and probably Miami, even mm -hmm. though I haven't said a word about it, were unhappy anyway. Miami can't really say a word. They've been bad for 20 years. But uh, <laughs> they can't. They're, yeah. they're, they're just laying in wait. But they're, they're, like, they're the blue blood. Like, they're the old school blue blood. They, like... It is another thing to find out where you really rank, like in the country club of like, yeah. all right, listen, you can go into all these rooms, but this room is the double diamond platinum, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, thing like, and you're out of it. Yeah. And, and then the other thing is you look across like Alabama, Michigan, and then you look across like, well, Washington has the same record as we do. Aren't we allowed in that club? And like, uh. Not this year. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. We like them better than you now. They're cool. Yeah. They're cool. And you're not cool. It's just... It's such a weird thing, this convergence of the committee. The 14 playoff ends this year, mm -hmm. and thankfully, like, this debate won't happen again because if you're undefeated, you're going into the playoff. Yes. This particular one won't happen. The next debate comes with, and what scare, I'm sure scares people, and what looking forward to the 12-team playoff is, okay, how do we make sure that we get more than one of our teams in year over year yeah. without having to rely on particularly SEC having a down year like they did this year? So you're going to have to, like, you can't rely, like, because they're going to say, well, their 10 and 2 is way better than your 10 and 2. And you're like, well, I don't know about that because, you know, Vanderbilt's not going to play uh, Cincinnati. So we have no idea which one of those two teams is worse that they. That they played, so that's the that's the part that's going to be interesting to see is how much does this continue to turn in that way, and then how much does it hurt the conferences that are not the SEC and the Big Ten? And look, the Big Ten is not even really a problem this because they're a two team league and they have been for a while, but they are about to get bigger and there's going to be more lobbying on there. So, you know, look, all four teams in this playoff, by the way, though, are in the SEC and Big Ten a year from now. Yeah, so. This is what we're headed towards, and we can either stand up and st – like, I don't know, we, we can't stand up and stop it. There's we nothing we can no, do. We can't do anything about this. This is just – it's going to get the, – the, the sphere of influence is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, mm -hmm. and it's just going to continue to get that way. And so if you're a, if you're a Baylor fan, you're Look, SOL. Like, this, you know what I mean? Like, you're just – it's never going to happen. This was the confluence of like 
three other different screw jobs they've done, Baylor and TCU yeah. and other ones like that they've done all on like UCF, yeah. like you know, all on like one team at right there at the end of the 14 playoff. Yeah. And because they can run and hide and they don't have to answer for it next year if the same situation arose, they can run and hide on it and be like, look, you know, we're we're sorry, Vladimir Sankey. We <laughs> we we it got down to the wire. I've got I've got many different d- nicknames Good. for dictator Greg coming. Sankey. Keep them coming. <laughs> so we'll take a break right here. When we come back, Chris has uh, punditry and yeah. th- like points. He's going to throw out at me, and I will rebut or agree with them. Okay. And um, we'll, we'll our own little uh, point counterpoint here. Let me say this. This is the last thing I'm going to say about the the similarities between how the college football playoff is picked and the champion is determined is probably no different than Washington politics, right? Like it's a small group of people making the choice. And I think anyone who's in PR or marketing or crisis management would tell you, you just have to weather the news cycle for a day or two. Mm -hmm. And so these guys that made this decision, they knew it was going to be unpopular. They knew it was. They knew they were going to be raked over the coals. They got a bet of money to land on that they don't care about. So all they had to do was count on two things. Number one, again, it's the last year they got to deal with this four-team playoff thing. So it's just one more bad decision and then make it through. And then the world we live in now, all they've really got to do is make it to about Thursday of this week. And we're all going to move on to something else. Mm -hmm. You're not. Florida State fan is not going to. There may be some discussion. Like, when this all ends, if Florida State gets boat raced by Georgia, this is going to come up again. And they're going to say, see, we were right. Which you and I both know is not fair. Well, It's ridiculous. Especially the non-playoff bowl games are the hardest things to gauge because you don't know. Okay, all right. I'll use this as like, this is your like, since it doesn't count as much as the other ones. Here's your little control operation. All right, so if Jordan Travis is the most important player, all right, Amarius Mims is the best offensive lineman on Georgia's team. And they have a good offensive line. They've got, they've got probably three of their four guys, or three of their five guys will go in the first three rounds of the draft, including Amarius Mims, who will probably be, I would say, the third or fourth offensive lineman taken, if not, if not before that, depending on how the combine shakes out. He's not going to play in the Orange Bowl. But what, what, if Jordan, what if Jared Verse does? What if he pulls a Bryce Young and plays? Mm-hmm. Well, Amarius Mims is the guy who's supposed to block Jared Verse all night long, right? Well, if he's not there and Carson Beck gets rolled and they don't win because their left tackle was out, right? what is the difference? Right. Exactly. What is the difference? Yeah. So picking one guy, even though he's at the premier position, and saying this is the whole thing. Yeah. Well. Bo Nix may not play in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Well. Carson, okay, Carson Beck may have a bad game playing because other guys are out, right? right? Yeah. He struggled the other day because Brock Bowers and Ladd McConkie were not at full speed. Right. What's the difference? Yeah. We're, we are trying to apply logic where logic does not apply. We're yeah. trying to apply logic to something that does not have an objective black and white. It is subjective and... Whatever argument you craft, a subjective counter-argument can be crafted by this committee to, again, affirm their decision. And that's the genius of it. It's an evil genius, but that's the genius of it. They have crafted this fail-safe defense 
of their decision mm-hmm. that they can they can rest well at night and they don't care. Yeah. They don't care about college football. I I'll I don't think they do at all. I think the individuals who are on it care and then but you when you come in that room and you're given these directives, then all of a sudden you wind up like speaking out the 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 talking points, right? Because they're they're given very clear directives. Yeah. As to what they're doing and then in the box of like you have to get, you know, and especially this last couple weeks when it's the four best teams is the four best teams of the four best teams, you know, put it in there. Florida State's a different team without their quarterback. Like, okay, if they had lost one of those games, then just that's easy. Like, well, it's a bummer. But if Florida State had lost to Florida, all right, if they'd lost to Florida and then beaten Louisville and still been the ACC champs, all right, you know what? You're right. You know, they – you know, emotionally took it hard, lost to a rival. All right, they're 12-1. and one, They're not in the playoff. Nobody's mad about it. Alabama and Texas are in. Nobody's mad about yeah. it. But they found a way both times with two different guys. And instead of being rewarded for that, for such a thing, yeah. for such an unlikely feat, yeah. they're like, eh, it might be boring if you... <laughs> you remember the national championship game last year? That was really boring. And we, you know, we'd have rather seen Alabama, but we were kind of put in a box. So we didn't do what we wanted to then. So we're going to do it now. So it's so just, stupid. It's so, yeah. it's so stupid. Anyway. All right. Chris is going to take a pee break. We're going to take a commercial break. This is the Triple Option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, metro ethernet, waves, dark fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure, carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome back, Paul Catalina, Chris Allman, the Monday Maniac, <laughs> here with us. Chris is going to go through some things he's compiled from the worldwide internet web. Yeah. And I'm going to rebut said things or... Or affirm, or, or just affirm. your thoughts. Yes. Because I wanted There's to There's a lot of highlighter work done here. I'm yeah. very impressed. A lot of paper. Yeah. Uh, like, the only thing we're missing is charts and graphs. I don't know if that's coming. This feels like... Uh, I meant to tell you, so this is, this is funny. I feel like in my media career, which has not been a full-time media career, yeah. it's, been, it's, it's become a freelance kind of winging it gig, but the very first day I was ever on the air on Sports Talk Radio was the day after Pete Rose admitted to betting on baseball, Oh, and this felt like that. To be able to stand across from you today yeah. <laughs> after FSU just got an immortal yeah. shaft. Yeah. 
You know, so I wasn't looking forward and, to this, but, to but go I back, sort of like, was. Pete Rose had a lot of surrogates in radio, like in, especially in talk radio. It was a, like one of those go-to like summertime topics. Yeah. So we had a lot of people that were like, listen, he's the all-time hits leader should be in. Yeah. You know, they didn't prove he'd been on baseball and all this stuff. And then he's like, <laughs> I would like to sell a book, so I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. And then all these people were like, the F, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the same with Lance Armstrong, where it's like – Look, man, France, you never got him. He's just winning. You're just mad because our guy's winning their thing. And he's like, yeah, no, I was totally doing it. <laughs> and you're like, come on. <laughs> yeah. this, I told Steven, I was like, this kind of feels like that. Like, yeah. the difference is the guy I was sitting across from in, God, was that December of 03, January of 04, somewhere yeah. around in there, was a conservative talk radio host in the midst of a format change. Oh, So we were a talk news talk that had been bought by an ESPN affiliate. So I talked Pete Rose betting on baseball with an uber conservative, basically with Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. This is significantly different yeah. in a lot of different ways. Okay. So first, I've never actually looked at what are the principles for choosing yeah. the playoff team. Yeah. So you read the five bullet points, and they make sense. They get, they get progressively more subjective. Yes. Number one, conference championships won. Florida State, check. check. Strength of schedule, tell me. It's it, look, it's fifty fifth. Um, okay, but here's where I will I will say that you have to. Some of this is nuanced. This is where it starts to get subjective. Okay, so strength of schedule, yes. Alabama has way better. Like they've got five, you know, five wins against SEC teams that are all ranked. You know, they 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 beat Georgia, they beat Tennessee, they beat Ole Miss, they beat LSU. And I'm leaving somebody else out in there uh, that they beat, but they have five wins over the yeah. over the. I mean, over they beat Kentucky, team. maybe. So like, whoever, but Kentucky's not ranked right now. So, but yeah, they have oh, ranked now. Yeah, they have they have five wins over teams okay. that are all all good. So, um, so they have that. But look, here's what I'll tell you: Florida State has wins over LSU, mm-hmm. who's a ranked team. Clemson, who's a ranked team. Duke, who was ranked at the time that they played them, and then. Riley Lander got hurt in that game. And then their Duke's quarterback got hurt, and their record suffered for it. Oh. Okay. They also – Clemson has four losses. Okay. NC – like – and I'll do, these, I'll do these in the order that illustrates my point. Duke on the road. NC State on the road. Miami on the road. Florida State at home. Do you know how many times that Clemson has lost in the last – Decade at home? Uh, I'm going to say it's single digits, Paul. It's like three or four. Okay. They, they, they had a streak end at the end of last year when South Carolina <coughs> beat them. And that was kind of the end of DJU's run there yeah. at, at, at Clemson that, that night. So they lost to South Carolina, and then they lost to Florida State this year. They don't lose at home. Right. So, again, the places to play are a lot different. They beat Florida, who, yes, admittedly is a 5-7 and seven team, but a 5-7 and seven team that all the rest of the SEC has to play every couple years. So yeah. an SEC team. So if we're talking about the strength of the league, the SEC this year was 7-9 and nine against the ACC. Yeah. So, again, this get, like you want to get subjective. Like it gets, like you said, we're on the second bullet point. Yeah. And it's already subjective. Yes. And, and here's my aff- affirmation of your rebuttal. I think strength of schedule is ridiculous because it is all predicated on where teams were ranked before a game is ever played. Yeah. 
And that, again, is how blue bloods protect blue bloods. And I get we're talking about a blue blood getting screwed. Yeah, but, but based on how Georgia looked a year ago or yeah, almost a year ago against TCU, we just decided that's the best team in the country before a game was ever played. Yeah. When they may not have been. And we did it with the entire SEC. Yeah. So Alabama has these wins against ranked teams, but they were just given the ranking and it was theirs to lose. Yeah. They just started zero and earn it. Yeah. So I think strength of schedule yeah. is, is subjective and, and stupid. Yes. Head-to-head competition, there wasn't one amongst the, the – Except uh, for Texas Except and for Texas and Bama. But, yeah. Comparative outcomes of common opponents without incenting margin of victory. So they're basically saying, how did their common opponents do? Did they do against common opponents but taking out margin of victory, right? Yeah. And there wasn't well, that see, much guess, of that. And guess what? So – what was the Alabama LSU score, Garrett? Uh, I can't remember the score off the top of my head, but I know Bama got them late. It's like by a couple touchdowns. Yeah. Well, Florida State. But it was a closer game than so the, two the, touchdown yeah. games. The, yeah. the, common, the common opponent's LSU, and they both beat LSU. You know, and so, again, because you can't, like, um, LSU scored a touchdown at the very end of the game, which shortened the margin. Like, so you can't use margin of victory because, again, if you incentivize the margin of victory, you're taking out, like, the actual, like, how that game went because – you could be up on a team 45 to nothing, and they could score 21 points in the fourth quarter when you have just emptied your bench. So, so. yeah, so Bama beat them 42-28. Florida State beat them 45-24. Yeah. So you're splitting, ha- like you're splitting hairs. Yeah. Really. You know, and, you know, again, gar- like, I think for- and Florida State, here's the other thing. Before LSU scored their garbage touchdown, it was pretty much – well, Florida bag. State's also beat, beat yeah. LSU in back-to-back years. Yeah, but Florida State scored a touchdown that they didn't need to win. The, yeah. like, they scored one that was kind of like a you know, bust garbage open. Garbage like, yeah. Yeah, so, it was gar- like, so garbage touch touchdowns cancel each other out, and you, know, you move on. All right, number – The last thing, the fifth bullet point. And I would love – I wish I had looked at this website when the CFP was created to see if this bullet point was here from day one. Other relevant factors, such as unavailability of key players and coaches that may have affected a team's performance during the season or likely will affect its postseason performance. That's always been criteria. Yeah. I'm, not in, I'm not insinuating they put this in on Saturday. But it's never really been used. Okay. Like, it's never been, you know, it's, or it's only been used to... No team's been punished for it. Yeah. We go back to Ohio State. Okay, so it's never been used in the sec. Like, read, the, read that again, and I'll tell you, it's been, it's been taken into account one way but not the other. Other relevant factors, such as unavailability of key players and coaches that may have affected a team's performance during the season or likely will affect its postseason performance. The first one has been taken into account because when you get down to it, like, oh, well, they did lose this game to this team, but the quarterback and this, like, they had Mm -hmm. a bunch of injuries. So let's, let's, let's make sure that we're judging them as they are now and not because of, like, a one freak thing that happened. So that's been taken into account. But the second thing, the first one, is judging from the past. Yes. The One second is, part is trying to predict I know. the future. I know. That's stupid. Yes. The moral of this is when you let people vote on things, we end up with the wrong people in the wrong places. <laughs> You've got a couple of elections and a couple of playoffs to show us that. Okay. This is from Michael Rosenberg from Sports Illustrated. Okay. I like Michael Rosenberg. Yes. You may like he's, him less. He's, he look, no, here's the deal. He is, he is one of the few remaining human writers there. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm a 99% certain this was not computer generated. Yeah. So Pat Forty, who uh, he wrote a defense – of Florida State. Yes. Michael Rosenberg wrote a piece defending the choice of Alabama. Yeah. So, 
Here's, I just highlighted this one. And he points out in here that he, he misses the old pre-BCS bowl system. Yeah. He's an old school guy. Yeah. He says the CFP committee's job was to choose the best four teams. Is that their job? They say it is, yes. Okay. But has it been in the past? Or has it always been these four teams most deserve to play for the most prized possession in our sport? Given that TCU got in, not as a conference champion last year, that before that, just one year before that, Cincinnati got in as a non-Power 5 school, um, there is, um, look, Baylor and TCU did not get in because they didn't have a 13th data point, right? Mm-hmm. So there's precedent for, well, Ohio State deserved it more than Baylor and TCU because they played an extra game. Okay, you know what? I don't really buy that as much, but if that's the thing you're going to say, then you better apply it to other things, you know. But then when, you know, you put, start putting in non-conference championship games, especially teams that didn't play, that like TCU lost their first game in the conference championship game, but they've put in non-conference champions who didn't even play in the conference champion game because there's East and West right. things. And so the best team was actually the one team they lost to. They didn't get to go to the, con- you know, that's all been in there before. So all these rules they've, they've broken or bent to their, you know, to their narrative. Yeah. Okay. One paragraph later, he leads the paragraph with hanging and, and Garrett, I want to hear your thoughts on this too. And okay. I ask because you're knowledgeable about sports and your affinity for LSU playing in a conference that I've kind of been dogging. And then, again, them, yeah. I don't think the SEC is bad. Yeah. I just don't think it is the They've got wonderful marketing. Yes. Yes. Okay. Hanging over all this is the reality that a college football playoff without the SEC would have no credibility. Your thoughts? I mean, well, I mean, why would it That's have no false. credibility? It's false. Again, everybody gets punished for losses, except particularly Alabama. The SEC, the SEC as a whole, maybe maybe benefits from that too. But Alabama, and here's the thing: we're in this whole predicament. <laughs> this whole college football playoff came about because they didn't have the balls to come up with a system that would punish Alabama. Correct. Because Alabama, like. LSU beats Alabama in the regular season, wins the conference title game, then chaos happens behind them, and Alabama winds up at number two, and we're at the end of the BCS, and you're like, well, how do you let this happen? Like, because you can't tell the computer, like, hey, you know, how do you weight this head-to-head? More? Mm, like, yeah. how do you do that? You need, a, you need humans to do that. Okay, fine. I, um, I, I get that, but then, like, they're like, okay, we're only going to do four teams. And then at no point did anybody go like, hey, don't you guys have five power conferences? So how are you going to delineate this? And it was kind of a thing from the whole time where the SEC was like, oh, we know who the power is. You know, like, oh, we'll figure it out. Well, I just also think that that whole narrative goes out the window with the fact that Texas went in and beat your conference champion. Like, right. if that wasn't the fact, or you didn't have that to weigh or judge, then I think maybe making that argument for the SEC might be more okay. taller. Not okay. even tolerable is not even the right word. Yeah. But. Okay. So before you say, let me give some data to support that. This is this is from Pat Forty's article. Yeah. Uh, entitled "Florida State is the last casualty of a four-team college playoff." He asked the question. But was this year's SEC really that good? Best non-league win, you mentioned Kentucky over Louisville. Second best was Missouri beating K-State on a 61-yard field goal. So a highly unlikely win, but a win nonetheless. Their non-conference record was an acknowledged embarrassment in September, yet conveniently forgotten in December. The league was 7-9 and against Power 5 competition, which includes 4-6 and against the ACC. 
They lost to Utah, BYU, Clemson, North Carolina, Miami, Wake Forest, and Florida State. The Seminoles bookended their regular season with wins over SEC opponents, LSU, and Florida. So they're mm-hmm. they're validating yeah. that, that, that it is a very credible playoff if you don't have the SEC okay. in. So the SEC, and this is where the SEC argument, like, it just means more. Okay, well, what about when we beat one of your teams? What happens for all the rest of us that are not in the SEC if we're in the Big 12 or whatever? So when it comes down to it, when it's the conference strength and one of the people is 2-0 and against your conference, right. they're not going to play all the games against them because they're not in your conference yet, although now they're going to you know, beg to get in there. Um, they, then, then when, oh, well, that doesn't matter in this regard. It only matters in the regard that we want it to, to work. So, mm-hmm. yeah, our conference is better, but not against everybody else this year. Right. Well, no, it's better like year over year. Well, it's not about what you did in 2017, brother. It's about what you're doing in 2023. Also, too, like so. This is in this is in 40s. Oh, excuse me. This is in Michael Rosenberg's piece. He says the SEC has won six of the last eight CFP championships, including the last three. If you go back to the BCS days, they've won 17, 13 of the last 17. My argument for that, like they're going to hold that up and say, look, our conference is just better. My argument, and it's circular, is that it's, it's their influence that gets their teams in, and you only have to win two games to win the national championship. Yeah. So I don't – this is not the Yankees winning four World Series in the late 90s where they had no. to win 180 games or whatever, yeah. or, you know, 120 yeah, games. Yeah. They had to win two. Yeah. Some committee of people said, we think these are the best teams. Now go in two, and we'll just decide we're the best conference. Yeah. So, Well, no, but it also – saying that because they won something in 1999 yeah. – well, they didn't win in 1999. Florida State won it. That's right. Dang right. <laughs> Can't take that away. Oh, they may try. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but just saying because they won something over the last 17 years – well, 17 years ago doesn't matter. Last year is not germane to this year. That's last year. Those exactly. games are over. So that's where this whole historical argument kind of gets muddy is that, well, yeah, but, like, we're not playing. It's not the ghosts of everybody who's played at Alabama right. versus the ghosts of everybody who's played at Texas. Right. It's it's 2023 team and the 2023 team. Yeah. That's it. It's not it's – not, we can't bring back 99 Florida State to take on 05 – Texas, like, that's not what we're doing here. We're not doing those things. We're doing what's in the in the present. This isn't a video game yeah. where you get to, like, the classic teams. Like, oh, hey, Garrett's got 01 Miami. Chris has got 95 Nebraska. Let's see how this works out with our thumbs. Yeah. You know? No. It's what it feels like. Yeah. Okay, this is also from Forty's article, and I want – I don't know if this will elicit any type of emotional response from you or if this was just Forty Being maybe, 40. Being 40. All that said, both Florida State and the ACC played self-sabotaging roles in what transpired Sunday. Uh, Athletic Director Michael Alford, the school president and board of trustees, fomented revolution against the ACC throughout the spring and summer. Oh, yeah. Arguing the rest of the league simply wasn't good enough for the Seminoles. Yeah. Your thoughts on that? Oh, I don't think he's wrong. Okay. Like, I mean, you you did that, like, especially when, like, narratives, you know, get in people's heads. Yeah. And this is an off the field argument. So, or on the like, they're, they're saying yes. So, yes, they did. They absolutely did. Um, although the rantings of the board 
should not have come down to anything. But yeah, I mean, they're they made it clear in the off season that they that they want more, and from their perspective and from Clemson's perspective, because those were the two. Clemson's been the quieter one of it, but like has always kind of agreed with Florida State's stance. Yeah, because those are the two teams. The ACC, like the conferences, are kind of the same, right? It's long stretches of two teams winning them. You know, it's Michigan and Ohio State in the Big Ten. It's Georgia and Alabama and LSU. You know, like occasionally somebody pops up, but like you know, two or three teams that kind of are at the top, mm-hmm. and then everybody kind of cycles yeah. through of where they're good. You know, in the Big Twelve, it's Oklahoma and well, it wasn't Texas for a long time, but like you know, Oklahoma dominated that league. The Pac twelve was a little more scattershot, but. You know, USC was the boss of the league no matter what, just like Texas is the boss of the Big 12. So everything's kind of the same everywhere and how it goes. So when Florida State and Clemson were talking about leaving the league, like from their perspective, and I don't know if – like I don't, I don't take their side on this because I think it's the destruction of what makes college football great, which is regionality and, you know, mm-hmm. then seeing – you know, yeah. how, but, but if they are like the two teams that, you know, when the television contract is made – the money's made on Clemson and Florida State. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how it's made. Yeah. And so they're saying, we would like more money, and we can't get more money because this contract lasts so long. All right, our ratings are comparable to, you know, everybody but, like, Ohio State. You know, like, teams like that. Like, Florida State and Clemson are in the top ten of television ratings most every time they play. So I get their argument. It's just, when you make it, you better have a plan, which they didn't. And so now it's just out there in the ether, right? Yeah. All right, this last piece here. Uh, this is from Ari Wasserman of The Athletic. No, Ari? Yeah. You know him? Yeah. Okay. I was tempted to ask if you were a fan, but I don't want you to well, He's been on the show a lot. I like, Ari and I got in a Twitter, Twitter argument last year about the SEC. Okay. Yeah. Um, but no, I like Ari I a lot. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was a good so one. I like Ari a lot. Here's his piece, why college football's identity crisis resulted in Florida State being cheated. Yeah. So it's really, really good. It talks about just- I read it. Yeah. Yeah. The ugliness mm-hmm. of how people in a hotel room at the Gaylord- Yeah. Which the Gaylord screwed you just a week late. I, I know. <laughs> I just gave them so much money. You did. <laughs> well, the Gaylord came back. I hope good things happened at the Gaylord because you got screwed this time around. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. He says, most of us know in our gut that the Crimson Tide, the most talented team on paper in the sport, are one of the four best teams. Do you guys believe that to be true? And should that matter? Look, I no, I, I don't disagree. Like, yeah, I mean, they're they're pretty legit. <laughs> they're pretty legit. I mean, like, they, like you don't get by playing as sloppy as they do week in and week out and not have studs, athletes. Like that's how they're. That's how they're. And the coaching. Yeah, and the coaching. But um, Jalen Milrow, who is, I'll tell you this: of all the teams that were going in the playoff, like I was really hoping that because Florida State was going to do this with Tate Rodemaker. The strength of Florida State's team, obviously, now is its defense. Now, it was, it was very two-pronged before because mm-hmm. they were scoring 40 points a game with Jordan Travis, and they were not allowing very many with that defense. So, but now the, the strength of the defense, well, the defense is strong because it's really aggressive, and most people aren't athletic enough to get around that aggression. Because, also, they're like Michigan now. Yeah, well, Just yes. good defense to run the ball. Yeah, but... Um, running quarterbacks, like the one game that was the, the one game that was a legitimate, like would have been a bad scare for them all year was Boston College. And it was because Boston College has a quarterback who runs and runs well. And when Florida State was just pinning their ears back, he was like, Oh, you wanna you wanna run this way? Well, I can run just as fast that way. Mm-hmm. And I dare you to catch me. And that's how they they got caught 
with Boston College. Now they found a way to win the game, but the matchup of Florida State and Alabama would have been a nightmare for them because of Jalen Milrow. In fact, Michigan does not want to play Jalen Milrow either because they know that the reason that they beat Ohio State is that Kyle McCord, in the transfer portal today, by the way, Kyle McCord is more of a pocket guy and that he was not going to get out and run on their aggressive, let's go get you defense. So Jalen Milrow is a bad matchup for teams that are super aggressive on defense because even though you might be as athletic as him, if you take one step the wrong way past him, he's gone, especially when – it's not a designed run. It is the secondary has his back to him, and they're trying to run down the field with Jermaine Burton and Isaiah Bond. Isaiah Bond is badass, yeah, by the is. way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody <laughs> talked about like Alabama doesn't have the skilled players, blah, 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 blah. Shut up. They have Isaiah Bond. They don't need anybody else. He just makes catches. Uh, but like you're chasing Isaiah Bond and Jermaine Burton and – Oh, who's the other dude down the field? They've got, like, the Ja'Cory Brooks. You're just, like, running down the field with those guys. Now, all of a sudden, here comes the corner. You turn around, like, oh, he's already 30 yards down the field. Yeah. That son of a gun is fast. Yeah. So, yeah, they're a bad matchup for everybody. Everybody. And yeah. so, yeah. I enjoyed to get back to the on the field. I thought the Bama-Georgia game was really enjoyable to watch. It was a great it was, game. It was, it was a, a great game. But, but what just kept looming over me was what was coming. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't want it to end because then you know the nonsense starts. Yeah. And – it did. Wow. It's it's just total nonsense. Yeah. So I don't. I just I wanted you to have your chance to rebut but, just just to a couple of. But yeah, and and look, um, but you do like it does have to mean something on the field, you yeah. know. And the other thing is like you can't arbitrarily apply <laughs> things to one school and not the other. So they should do it like if they were going to make the decision they made. Did they do the argument in their head? What if Georgia beat Bama, but Carson Beck got hurt? Yeah. Okay. So then Georgia's undefeated and in. What if, what if Washington, and this is even a better example, because Washington and Florida State, at their, at their strengths, are very – well, Florida State has a better defense than Washington. Uh, I think Florida State and Washington – like, and at full strength, this is a really hard argument to have because at full strength, I think all these teams can hang with another, mm-hmm. with the other, especially now that Georgia's out of this. So if you're talking about, you know, if you were taking the playoff that, that I believe, that we believe should have been, which would have been Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Florida State, if you put Florida State, if Jordan Travis is theoretically in this thing, then those four teams, like, you could play that thing 100 times and you'll have – yeah, a, a, like you know, four thousand different outcomes sure, because yeah. it's just, yeah, it's just so many different things that could happen. They're all very, like, all have strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. that would would play in each other. Garrett and I said a few weeks ago we would love to see FSU and Texas play because oh, because of yeah. the like the athletes that they both have yeah. would just been matching and matching. All right, you know, yeah. um, but uh, so if Washington, so Washington beats Oregon the other night, we haven't seen their backup quarterback at all because. No. You know, because Washington's played a lot of close games yeah. in a good league, right? Yeah. So Michael Penix has had to take 99% of the snaps. So if Michael Penix gets hurt on the third to last play of the game and breaks his hand and can't play or, you know, is not in that game, yeah. do, you, do you keep them out because they're not the same team? Or have you just done that because the sample size of Florida State was larger? Yeah. I mean, it's just – it's all you can't it's – not, it's not a scalable metric. Right. Yeah. So you're just saying, well, we think this is going to happen. But also, if the playoffs started next week, 
and you didn't know if Tate Rodemaker was going to be completely ready or that, you know, if Brock Glenn was going to have to play again, but it doesn't. He almost cleared the concussion protocol this week, yeah. and he would have been ready for a game that's three and a half weeks from now. Yeah. So, again, that math was left out at the bidding, not the bidding, but at the, you know, to the benefit of the SEC. Yeah. Who, and Alabama, who don't seemingly have these same rules placed upon them. No. You know, oh, well, they, Florida State barely beat Louisville, the, 18, the 15th ranked team in the country. Well, I guess they're 18th now, but they were. Yeah. They were 14th last week when they played them. So they barely beat the four. Well, they beat them by 10. They beat them by more points than Alabama beat Auburn by, with all their starters, by the way, yes. the week before. An Auburn team that got absolutely embarrassed by New Mexico State. A good G5 team, but a team that they played two, $2 million to come in and beat them in week 13 yes. or 12. So, it, yeah. Again, it, I'm, not trying to put, I'm not trying to put down Alabama in this regard. I think that Alabama was out of this thing, strangely enough, the minute they lost to Texas. They wouldn't have known it, but yeah. you know, that's just how it went because the circumstances fell how they may. Yeah. And you cannot – if your only argument for keeping a team out is the availability of one single player, yeah. you don't have an argument. I, I feel – this is going to make me sound like an old man, which I am, but – I feel bad that people didn't get to experience college football in some of the ways that we did, where when you had a week two upset, it shook everything up for the rest of the time. When Notre Dame upsets Miami 31-30, and Miami is knocked out of the national championship hunt in week two or week three, that was awesome as a college football viewer. And now... I don't even know who plays the big ones in the season opener next year. But now, Florida State gets this great win over a really good LSU team, and it doesn't matter. And so now we're just – I don't want to say the games don't matter because there is so much that is still great about college football. Saturdays are still fun. But I feel bad that for, for the, 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 this is all the college football some people know is, is this – uber elite and as we've yeah. kind of discovered talking even more elite than we realized that a yeah. blue blood like florida state is standing on the window like hey with florida state with no knock other than a guy is hurt yes like yes. that's it if a Jordan guy Travis, is hurt if he had gotten hurt in week six and they went out do you think florida state's in yeah yeah i do too so I do too. or know. or are they, they? or yeah or they might like it's washington out and here's the thing there is a school of thought where you think that Florida State was going to get screwed no matter what because yeah. somebody had to, and it's not going to be the SEC, and God in heaven knows it's not going to be Texas. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it, it came down like somebody was getting screwed yesterday if the SEC has to get in. It yeah. was either Texas, who's, um, who's never been screwed before, like, really? <laughs> They've never really been screwed. Right. The, the Big 12, like, because the year the Big 12, the, didn't the year the Big 12, like that three-way tie, Texas won out in that, right? Or no, um, Oklahoma did. No, the, Oklahoma 2008, won Oklahoma won Oklahoma out, won out, out the three-way tie. Okay, so yeah. So they have been screwed. Like, they were screwed by their own league, but like. Yes. But the person that won out was the person who's equal to them. They right, got screwed Oklahoma. by, yeah, by a blue blood of equal measure. So and this, also because 
there was actual data in place that said, we can't get around this. This, yeah. this is like the law. Yeah. We can't get around this. So they had that, but they, but so that like this, again, this is the confluence of every screw job in the history of the college football postseason. Even Texas's experiences, <laughs> but they're not going to like, again, they're a blue blood of all blue bloods. And I would argue that over the last 40 years, tech, Florida State's been better. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. The, for sure. The 90s. There's the, no argument that says Texas has been better than Florida State in my lifetime. Yeah. I mean, like, granted, you're talking about the 70s and, you know, the pre-Bowden era, though. But post-Bowden, Florida State's been better. Yeah. So, again, like, so somebody was getting screwed. It was either going to be Texas or it was going to be Florida State. Like, that was who it was going to be. And Jordan Travis, like, was Greg saying – I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of what's another one. Um Dictator. Saddam Hussainki. Um, Saddam Hussainki. I like that one. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Saddam Hussainki. That like was. If I made a reference to a certain German chancellor, we would end no. up getting canceled. No, so no. I like Saddam like, Hussainki. Yeah. Supreme Leader Sankey. Like all these <laughs> things. Like there's a lot of different things. Most glorious leader. <laughs> so most of that, I think, is mostly Kim Jong stuff. But, uh, um, but yeah, no, I mean, so it fell, it fell right in their lap. Yeah. It fell right in their lap when Jordan Travis was laying on the ground in Doak Campbell Stadium with his leg broken. It fell right in their lap, and that's really sad that they did that. And everyone, you know, look, Paxton on the chat room says Florida State should boycott the game. No, they should go and, and try to beat Georgia with all their might and see what happens. Everybody's going to lose guys in the portal. Everybody's going to lose, like, especially teams like Florida State and Georgia are going to have guys that are going to opt out. You know, look, I'll tell you this. In this Orange Bowl game, you're not going to see Brock Bowers you're not going to see Lad McConkey because nope. they're already hurt. You know, you're not going to see those two guys. Now, Lad McConkey might come back, but I think still think he's going to the NFL. So you're not going to see them. You're probably not going to see him on Marius Mims. He got hurt the other day. So, like, you're not going to see those guys for Georgia. They're, it's highly unlikely that Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson and Trey Benson and Jaheim Bell play for Florida State. I, I think Jared First is a little bit different, but, like, those guys all might not play. So that, that the five best players, on the, or the, especially for Florida State, the six best players on the team mm -hmm. may not play. So then this game gets even more convoluted. And, sure, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, and the, and the, the, the general fan is not going to notice those things. They're going to notice the final score, and they're going to be like, oh, look, Florida State did beat Georgia. Yeah. Or Florida State beat Georgia, but Georgia had all the opt-out guys. Well, what if Florida State – like, what if our team of opt-outs and your team of opt-outs go against each other? That's just how it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like just take it for what it is. Yeah. Because it really has no bearing on what should have happened or what would have happened in the playoff. Yeah. Because all, both these teams, if they were in, all those guys would have stayed. Yeah. You know. Okay. Which, we're going to – let's say we're, we're five years down the road. Which stings more for you, this injustice or the Aaron Boone home run? This. Okay. Because the Aaron Boone home run happened because of, of bad managing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, it it, it happened bad. on the field. They lost yeah. it on the field. Yeah. Bud Selig. He didn't run didn't, out and go. <laughs> Bud Selig didn't run out and yell like, curveball. <laughs> it's a curveball. Yeah. I mean, that's not what happened. Gotcha. It's just, you know, You're right. Okay. Had, had Bud Selig or like, had Bud Selig, you know, not suspended a player on the Yankees that yeah, deserved yeah, yeah. to be suspended. Okay. You know, like one of those deals. Okay. Um, I get it. This is some heartbreak, man. This is some serious sports heartbreak. I'm yeah. sorry. BU, uh, $10. This is for you, Paul. Drink of your choice on me. Thank you, BU, <laughs> in the chat room. <laughs> I can, I, here's the deal. Here's what's really sad about this, and we're, I know we're going way over time. I, so my mom was just in Scotland, and she bought me a 26-year-old bottle 
of Dewar's scotch. I was okay. saving it for Florida State winning the ACC. Oh, they'll be the SEC championship in yeah. a few years. Yeah, uh, and the AC, winning the ACC for the first time in eight years. I was saving it for that. And it was absolutely it – was, it, was, it was the tears of like, like a famous angel. Not even just an <laughs> angel, but like, like a famous one. <laughs> yeah. It was the tears was of Gideon. Gideon. Or Michael. Okay, like, it was his tears. It was so good. And then here I am thinking happy drinks, and now I'm at sad drinks. <laughs> it's just – I sat dumbfounded. I started like it wasn't on my television because I intentionally didn't want to hear it said one way or the other. I was just going to react to it, yeah. but then my phone just goes. Sorry, Paul. 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 And I was like, "Oh crap!" Here we go. So I turned it on, and then I had to listen to you know all the surrogates be like, "Well, well," you know. And I understand. Look. I get it. I am biased in this because I wanted my team to be in, but I can promise you, and I'm taking, like, you two can back me up on this. If this was even Texas, who people know I famously don't like as mm -hmm. a fan, if this was Texas that was 13 0, the conference champ of the Big 12, and got screwed out of this because Quinn Ewers got hurt, I would be standing here saying the same thing, although I wouldn't be feeling as sad about it. But no, I would you'd feel be laughing about it. We'd I, be giggling about it. We'd be like, oh, well, bummer that it happened to Texas who, yeah. who gets their way all the time. But bottom line is it would still be an injustice. Yes. So it's just the injustice landed on me. Yes. Some so. injustice is funny. If there's a takeaway from this, kids, sometimes injustice is hilarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take yeah. that with you. Kind of like at the end of a superhero movie when, like, the bad guys turn on each other. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, oh, nah. Very well done. Yeah. I like, can't think of an example right now. But, yes. By the way, my family, very impressed last week. You were able to rip off the Flash genealogy or whatever oh, yeah, that was. Yeah. 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 My yeah, family, yeah. very impressed. Yeah. Kudos. Look, I'll get into Jesse quick. You want to you go? You want to go? We'll get into Jesse. We'll get into Max Mercury. You're welcome at any holiday now. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, we have so much to talk about on the later show. I know Phil Bennett's with us. We have Tim Brando tomorrow. Uh, Garrett, who am I missing? Rhett Lashley today. Uh, Rhett Lashley today, who probably has a little bit of, you know. JJ. JJ Joe. Cedric Golden. Yeah. Cedric Golden. Jason Belzer from The Athletic Talking Transfer Portal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he'll talk about that. So we got a lot. We had a lot going on. And the top five, of which I will continue to rip into the committee. Top five stupidest things that happened yesterday. Uh, actually, not yesterday. It's, it's year over year. But okay. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so five excuses that they've given. Uh, for why they make the decisions they make. All right, thanks for sticking around with us eight minutes over time. This is the Triple Option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for